This is episode one of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight of what's to come. I think in the way that he was describing how we, you know, it's okay for women to be masculine or to be more in this um, role for work because that's the society we've created, uh, being more competitive kind of thing. But then at home, shifting back into your feminine and going yeah. back into the receiving, receiving piece instead of taking what you have, that role of you at work, back home. Yeah, it's like taking shame out of the game. This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your Queens of Climax, Dr. Cat and Die. The place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Dr. Cat! Hi! Good weekend, girl! You know what? It was actually really good. It was a good mixture of, of working, because I'll, I'll work a little bit in the morning, but then the rest of the day I take off and I went on adventures and just just. Yes. Played. Went into Malibu. Gorgeous. I went to Malibu. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing boo about Malibu. Yeah. So hot. I've always really wanted to just go out to like the canyons of Malibu and just have wild hot sex on the trails. You haven't done that yet? Once. <laughs> I fulfilled that journey about three weeks ago and it was on the top of this really crazy cool hike. Um, oh, it's John Muir hike. Uh-huh. Oh my. <laughs> I took pictures of the view being out there, like just bent over and just receiving, which is what today's episode is about. Yeah. I'm so excited about it, Barry. Oh, Barry. <sighs> yeah. Today, guys, you're in for a really cool treat. Um, Absolutely. If you have a hard time receiving, whether it's in the bedroom or receiving compliments, today is for you. If you feel like your sex life is kind of at a halt or, um, or there's no hope for it, uh, know that some parts of today are going to be a little a little difficult because, like, for me, I feel like, God, it's it's hard to admit that we're not doing things right, right? Yeah, and it's it's having to look at ourselves and, and be like, yeah, yeah, I I, I don't do that or mm-hmm. or it's owning that we aren't perfect yeah and <laughs> sometimes we mess up and we're never going to be always right but we may feel left out of the things that we desire because we are holding onto the ego that it's so hard to be not necessarily wrong but there are easier things there's better ways to be to do things so that we can get what we want so I learned a lot of humbling things for me, like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that right, I'm not doing that mm-hmm. right. And, and at first, it's like, it's like a sting. It's like, ouch, you know, I've, I've been doing these things wrong my whole life, but it's not really about that we're wrong. It's just that we've been not given those tools, really. Yeah. Nobody's born knowing how to love or how to receive love. And these are things that we learn over time. These are things that we learn because we try. It's because we enter into these experiences, these relationships, these sexual activities, and then we figure it out. And that's okay to not know i'm sure you're doing the best that you can with what you have and you absolutely can do better oh yes you can and every one of these things that you'll that you'll step into then every little step you're going to realize it gets better and better it gets Mm -hmm. easier just just we ask that you keep a completely open mind in this episode Mm -hmm. so that you can keep open legs and receive um and this is for the men and the women. So to, if you're a man listening to this so that you can give and 
Know that also when it is time maybe for you to stop giving to someone because maybe they're so shelled up and they're not receiving your love. And so this is just for the men as much as it is the women. If you're giving and they're not receiving, then this is your opportunity to learn how to communicate that to someone, your love, um, so that maybe they can see an angle that they never saw before. And maybe this is something that you can share with your significant other if you feel like she's not receiving or if he's not receiving. So. Yeah. Take this uh, episode for a lot of Himalayan grains of salt and know that we are listening and we want to hear more. So get your notepad out and please keep an open mind. Here we go. Today we've got uh, Barry Selby, author of 50 Ways to Love Your Lover. So, um, and notice... For we narcissists out there who is a little bit of each one of us. There's narcissists in each one of us. There's bipolar in each one of us. But, oh God, don't get me started. Don't get us started. That's for another episode. (laughs) But, of course, our mission is to love ourselves on this planet. But if we want the love that we deserve and that we desire, we also have to know how to love our partner, especially in the... Bedroom? Uh Uh-huh. So... Did I win? Did I get it? Yes. Yes. Do you win beautiful sex for the rest of your life with that one cat yay okay i wanted that who doesn't (laughs) so barry okay we're gonna get right to it barry today we've got a really fun guest um hopefully you're ready to see your reflection today because this is gonna be a tough one it's gonna be tough love it's gonna be good tough love but so you can make better love now barry selby is an author speaker and relationship attraction expert he is a passionate champion for the divine feminine His service is helping strong, successful, committed women to own and live in their feminine power so they can attract their true divine partnership in relationship and become a powerful force in the world. So his book, which you guys just saw a cover of, is a number one bestseller, and he is an in-demand, inspirational speaker about love, romance, and passionate relationship. So... I met Barry uh, when I did a summit called um, Heart to Happiness, and Dr. Cat was on there as well. I was in it. I talked about sex. Yes, and we talked about sex. sex and playful sex. Yeah. Eat, play, sex. And Barry yeah. I met through um, my friend Renee Piani, who was one of my speakers, and she introduced the, the summit. That's how I met Barry. We spent some time together, and it was just like a big playground, which is what we want for your <laughs> sex life. We want your sex life in, the, in between the sheets and in between in between the sheets to be playfulness and for you guys to seek a desired understanding between one another. Now, Barry, today we're going to talk about the fact that men will never understand women. Women will never understand men. It is the way of love to celebrate and accept our differences. So today's what we're going to get to, we're going to talk about each one of these individually, is to understand and better connect with self in the way of love and lovemaking, to understand and connect with um, your significant other, and then to understand and connect with and complement the collective. And we're talking about in life and in between the sheets, because right now what we keep hearing is that women are fiercely pursuing real men and men are fiercely pursuing real women. So today we're like, what is a real woman? What is a real man? What What's does that masculine? Even mean? What am I looking for? What, what do I want? And so if you want to have a burning, hot, passionate sex life, it starts with understanding what a burning, hot, (laughs) (laughs) all of us, it it starts with understanding, first of all, what you want and having a burning, hot, passionate relationship with yourself. Mm. So, but Kat has a burning, hot, passionate question (laughs) 
for you, Barry. Uh-huh. Barry, I'm really curious. What, if you could tell us what your most uh, embarrassing sexual experience you've ever had. We really want to know. I what know is you it? do. <laughs> Interrogation <you> begins. <laughs> and go. <laughs> well, the good news is it wasn't recent, thankfully. Um, like two however, weeks ago? This is, say what? Two weeks ago? Just a bit more than that. <laughs> um, this goes back to when I was living in Germany, um, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, um, and actually my 21st birthday. And Two weeks ago. It was, yeah, yeah, right, sure. This gray hair is purely effect. <laughs> gray is reversing aging. Yeah, that's gray, it. That's gray, gray is hot. Yeah. Silver is hot these days. Yeah, it's in trendy. Fact, I, you know, it, it means mature <laughs> and wise, and we're looking for wise men, so... I'm glad I fit that role for a second. Yes. I didn't used to do that, but I do now. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the story, so Kat can get her answer. <laughs> Probably around, it was my 21st birthday, and it was living in Hamburg, which has a red light district called the Reeperbahn, which I think means red, it was something about red something street, what it was called. My friends decided to get me laid as my birthday present, and I was a virgin at the time. And let's just say it was the most uncomfortable time of my experience, of my life at that point. But then to make it more embarrassing, um, that didn't work. So we ended up going for beer and drinking and we're getting pretty drunk. We went to a friend's place where I crashed on the couch. And staying over at their house was this this gorgeous blonde Brunhilde woman, like very German, very Germanic, uh, gorgeous blonde woman. Probably my bit... Say again? I'd do her. Yeah, well, at that time, I was so... Um, what's what I'm looking for? Innocent, as <laughs> the safe yeah. way to put it, mm-hmm. but certainly immature at that time. That that's what I didn't know at the time, and I can tell you the the truth behind it. But what happened at the time was I couldn't get it up with her. Uh-huh. And uh, it was hugely embarrassing. Hu- not the, huge, <laughs> or not huge. Well, <laughs> that too. But the, but the truth was what I realized afterwards, and the lesson I learned. And to be honest, as the years have gone by, I've become in some ways proud of this. Is that I realized that I can't have sex without love. And that was purely sex drive. And yeah, it was chemistry. And although it was one-sided, she needed someone to get her off because her then boyfriend was in the military and was away that time. Mm. So I was only a filler, as it were, no pun intended, (laughs) in the meantime. But it was not going to work. So it was embarrassing at the time because I was going, I couldn't function. She's gorgeous. What was going wrong? And turned out it was the fact I just didn't have that connection. Isn't there a term for that, Barry? Like naposexual or something like that, meaning like you can't have sex with someone unless you have a, a heart connection mm. with them i'm not sure i know the sapiosexual is the that's one about it. this that's intelligence yeah. With, with yeah that's me yeah i'm curious if our listeners have even heard the term or maybe it helps to explain some things for them because i know for me myself i can't just have hot random sex with some strange as they say it um and sometimes that's what we desire is kind of have animalistic sex but i'm more of a mm-hmm. sapiosexual as well and that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like that's it's a connection, connection. Yeah. yeah yes yeah yes. so today um today our, our goal is actually to get into that theory is to to understand what drives us um in our lives in the bedroom uh and, and get a deeper connection with ourselves and and i think in acceptance so like if you would please let's start with the definition of what it is to be masculine and what it is to be feminine and mm. why that why is that so important today in love life and sex i'm hearing it everywhere um, right now like everybody's everybody's bringing up you know um you're not being feminine you're not being masculine but and shaming it what is yeah what does that right. mean well th- this is going to be tip of the iceberg because there's so much about this it could take you know five days to talk about. just the but tip in, in, 
But I'm bummed. We can stay in the bedroom the whole time, I can tell. Barry, we need a little bit more penetration in this conversation, so can we go, on, go beyond our face? <laughs> if you insist. Okay, great. Carry on. Um, <laughs> okay, for men, as a masculine. Well, let me back up first a second. The feminine and masculine is really what creates the polarity of attraction. And like magnets, like North and South Pole, are very attracted to each other, but whereas North and North Pole don't get attracted, nor South and South Pole. So that polarity of masculine and feminine is what drives chemistry and sexual attraction in the bedroom and in life in general. Mm. So when a man says masculine and a woman says feminine, is the ideal extremes that create such a great attraction for each other. So that's why it functions in the sex and, and, and um, chemistry area. Mm-hmm. So what makes a man masculine, and I did a video last week about this, I'm very aware that there's a a bit of confusion in the world between the macho and the masculine. Like when a man's strong, he's masculine. It's like, not always. There are many men out there who are macho. And the way I define it for myself is a simpler way of defining it. Is a man that's, that's a macho man is driven by his balls. It's my way, the highway. It's like, it's like, I don't care about anybody else. I'm in it for me. In old in the dating arena, it's called like the bad boy. Mm. You know, he, he's like, he's in it, like he's looking really good and he can be a little narcissistic, as has been mentioned before, but he also is in it for himself. So he's not there to serve you or to make you come as much as you want necessarily unless it's to prove how good he is it's always back to himself wow. the mas- the masculine man the way i was taught this is the masculine man is driven by his heart and his, and his spine meaning that he has compassion and care for the world and has a purpose a delivery a service that's much bigger than him to have a legacy into the world and so when he's in the bedroom with you he's much more intending that you have the most amazing experience and not that he comes second no pun intended, maybe it is. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, his focus is on his partner, so that the union becomes much bigger than him, than him himself. And that's a powerful difference between masculine and the macho. Right. And on the other side, I'm going to pause for a second, on the other side for the feminine, um, it's funny because I don't really have a term that's equivalent to macho on the feminine side, because, I mean, the B word is not really counting it either, but women who are very pushy and energetically get things done, but it's from a very bullish way, it's almost like they're putting on their own masculine shell. And when, you know, when the women mask, release it... Mask. Yes, mask. Wow. You, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but whereas women in the feminine, it's when they release all that stuff and come back to their natural selves. Because women, I believe, are innately feminine, but the world has given them reasons or feelings to put walls up to protect themselves because they weren't treated that way. And so for a lot of women, their feminine expression has been suppressed, repressed, covered up, ignored because it wasn't respected and it needs to be respected mm-hmm. and what is this feminine expression that you're the innate the way i describe it, because it's about the polarity again about masculine and feminine mm-hmm. for the man it's about being in presence the biggest one of the biggest experiences that women have a man who's in his masculine is you feel his presence and it's not ego it's just you can feel he's solid he's grounded you can lean on him and he won't fall over because that's mm-hmm. sort of energetic a woman is about is that is about flow and movement so the man's about stillness, the feminine's about flow, because the masculine and feminine are like black and white, yin and yang, mm-hmm. the opposite polarity. So masculine energy is about being the empty void to be complete, to be still, to basically the ultimate goal of masculine is completion, which is death. The feminine is about ongoing journey in the moment, spontaneity, life, flow, dance, nature, um, light. So in some ways we talk about how men and women are attracted. A man's attracted to a woman how she looks, in quotes. Women are attracted to a man how he feels. 
often more than that. We've been trained by society to think that it's about looking both ways, like the women attract the men are great abs and great tans, but it's really that's superficial. What men really want is how a man makes her feel, and that's the depth of his presence and his present his ability to be with her. And whereas a man attracts a woman by how she looks, but it's not so much her physical beauty as the light she shines through her presence, and that's the feminine energy. Wow. Hmm. Now, what about do we? have one or the other or how does that how does that work generally speaking as a human being we carry both energies in different polarity different percentages um someone has an equal balance is generally like um what's the one before um me <laughs> no 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 actually not no because oh. <laughs> because when you have equal balance there's no sexiness oh yeah, it's when it's equal balance <laughs> it's basically is basically it's androgynous that's the word for androgynous oh. someone carries both energies all of us carry a leaning towards one side or the other, which creates connection. The more we're extreme, like balancing, usually around 70, 80% one versus 20% the other, mm -hmm. is when we get more attraction, and that's our natural state. But again, as I mentioned, we tend to put on walls. Men and women do this, put on our shells or masks to protect and hide who we are because the world didn't treat us that way. Mm. So if we were bullied or if we were as a kid, if a girl, you were a tomboy, you put on a maybe masculine shell to protect your feminine softness. Okay. And so, so there's layers come up. Sorry, we're going deeper. I know. No, no, totally. And, and I want to save a lot of that for, you know, how we define masculine and feminine is yes. it, it, it's, it's not a gender, it's a, it's a state. Yes, and, that's and, the key too. And it's also a state that's largely defined based on what role that you're playing in the moment. Like we today as, as females are carrying many different roles and positions. And, you know, we're putting on a mask for work. We're putting on a mask yeah. for our kids. We're putting on a mask for our friends. We're putting on a mask to be a yoga teacher. We're putting on a mask to be a significant other. We're putting on a mask in the bedroom, which may look different than our mask as the significant other. And we're putting on all these different masks. And I think people are getting so spun today as to who they're supposed to be and who they truly are. And it, it, it creates this disconnect in the bedroom. And so like Barry, mm -hmm. when I surveyed my, my community, which is, you know, 10,000 plus people, whoever answered it, and it extends beyond that based on whoever shared the survey, um, I, I found that it's a solid quarter of people, 25% of people who I was, who I surveyed, which is in the hundreds are only having sex one or two times a year. Like, Oh, okay. Sex therapy, Dr. Sex, Dr. Cat sex therapist. How does that strike you? That's, that, that's would be considered uh, would. if this is, I know, right? <laughs> so if this is a marriage, that's considered a sexless marriage. So if these people are married, it's less than 10 times per year would be considered a sexless marriage. However, what we're seeing is that people are uh, driving more and more to that number. Driving more and more to, like, like the trend is Re becoming reducing. more sexless. Yeah, yeah. That's really scary considering that myself as a nutritionist, I know that the odds of prostate cancer reduce when men ejaculate. And also, plus, there's, you know, the oxytocin is mm -hmm. the love-connecting hormone that, that is most abundantly created during sex and during play and during foreplay. And right. that's that creative space. So coming from two different, uh, coming from all three of us in the angle, the triangle that we are speaking <laughs> right now, the acute yes. angle that we're speaking of is, is, is that it is, sex is really important. Sex matters. And yes. so from what you were just mentioning, and then we'll get into the, like the last part of this is going to be, how can we take steps to connect better to ourselves, to connect to the other? And then we'll, so we'll save the solutions for last, but to continue to explore this journey of making helping our listeners understand that we're not alone in this and that there isn't mm -hmm. a formula for it. 
why do you, Barry, believe as though we have this less than 10 times a year, or like the people that I surveyed, a quarter of my people are only having sex one or two times a year. What's going on here with the conventional male-female not, you know, connection, partnership? Um, several things. One of which the biggest piece has been is that, as you mentioned about, we shift, shift polarities, we do wear both hats as we wear both styles, is many women nowadays, especially the last 30 years, have become very much in the same arena as men in business and in the world. Mm. So women are out there competing and doing their thing in the world, and they're basically being masculine. And what happens is, as I said before, masculine and masculine doesn't, doesn't attract relationship-wise or sexually-wise either. There's no chemistry there. So when women comes home from work with a husband or a boyfriend or wants to go on dates, when she's not masculine, most men get turned off by it. Or, unfortunately what happens too, men switch to beta mode, as it were. They become more supplicant, more subservient, because she won't let go of it. And when women's in a masculine, she can be pretty powerful in a negative way towards men who are not able to stand their own masculine. And it makes for a sexless experience because it's competitive. Oh, now, wow. in the bedroom, sex can be competitive playfully, but when you're in natural competitive states, that's about one dies, one wins. That's not sexy. Yeah. So that's a large part of it. And so, and not only that, to add to the problems you mentioned, uh, Deb, is the, the problems also the chemistry, what's happening in our diets and in our supply of what we live with. Women especially are being hard impacted, so their sex drive is being diminished because they're not getting what they want. And so, I mean, I have a great deal of compassion. A lot of my clients are women. In fact, most of them are. And I have a great deal of compassion where they don't get what they want in this bedroom. And it's something that can be fixed and resolved because it's the way they live their life outside the bedroom. Mm. As well, as well as you know about what they eat and the way they treat themselves, and we'll get to those later on. But really, the biggest piece I think really in the world is that the world has trained women to not be feminine and sexy. I mean, the number of videos I've seen lately about you know breastfeeding in public being banned, not being right, women being sexy is looked at as being vulgar, as being wrong. Mm -hmm. So men don't look at women except through the eyes of porn, which is a whole other discussion. Yeah. And women don't look at themselves except as being somehow being sexy is wrong. So they don't feel sexy safely because they feel like someone's done something wrong to be that way. Mm -hmm. So this blend of not feeling safe to be sexy and then not feeling sexy because they're masculine, you know, twice a year is about the best they're going to get, which is sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very sad. And it because sex does matter, I think it also it's it's like I hear a lot of people saying that I don't have time for sex. Like I don't. Have, I don't have time for sex. I don't have time to work on my relationship or the things. It's like, well, then what do you prioritize? So we can't we can't mm -hmm. complain that we're not having like toe curling sex, but then not prioritize the steps that it takes to have toe curling sex. So mm -hmm. it really comes down to priorities and and mm -hmm. if and what excuses are you making in your love life where you're creating your own story that is the reason why you're not having you know good sex is that oh well he's not strong. So let me let me read a quote, Barry. So. When I did my last video after our last talk, um, our test run for this, I, there were so many responses, and I just thought, this, these are valid responses. These are totally valid mm -hmm. responses. And a part of me, and I'll, I'll read one of the comments when I shared my last video, which is pretty hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend Grace, and she, just a background story that, you know, a lot of these women that I know were, they're, they're fighters, they're wrestlers, they're, they're legitimate boxers, they fought professionally. Mm -hmm. And then I was an ex-pro soccer player. So, of course, these are feminine or these are masculine things. And, and it's not just these things, but a lot of women are doing a lot of masculine type things, like you said, about work and don't know how to turn it off. And we'll talk about that in the last part of the show. So yeah. stick around. But what she says is real men can't handle women 
like us. Most guys are insecure and can't handle independent, strong, beautiful <laughs> women. We shouldn't change who we are to get a date for these insecure men. I'd rather be single than date a pussy. Just saying. And then guys are saying, you know, on the flip side, I'd rather I'd rather be single and, you know, have sex with random pussy, I'm sure is what these guys are saying because I hear women and men are saying the, the same things. So what what would your response and your advice be to Grace as well as other women in this same stance that men are pussies, they, they can't rise up to ask a girl out who is presents themselves strong like this? What is your advice for both men and for women? On this. Well, one of the problems is, to be honest, a lot of men, and a lot of men are going to be upset when you're saying this, a lot of us are lazy. So mm-hmm. to put in the work, the time, and the willingness to go deeper with a woman so she can let go of the, the, fem, the masculine, which I'll get to in a minute, it's not worth the effort. So that thing you said is true. Like when we go for an easier option or an easier path quite easy, quite often, especially the younger men. Sorry, guys, but I'm going to out mm-hmm. you for that. But what I believe really is that the cure or one of the solutions is, well, let me say it this way. In Grace's case, another woman who has such a busy, and especially if she's a physically active woman, it's very strong. She will not settle for less than a man that can hold space big enough. And this is the key. When a man holds the space big enough for her that she can let go of it, then she will. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend of mine I was talking to this weekend who was a very dynamic woman in the world, big stuff. And she didn't realize that she wasn't in a feminine until we hung out together and I held a space during the process she was in. When she realized, she collapsed almost literally into my side. Wow. And realized how much she didn't have that experience of a masculine man in her life, and that she could finally feel safe and and flow in her feminine. And she radiated after that. It was incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what any of these women are dealing with is they haven't found a man yet, I perceive, that is strong enough to be patient, to be present, and to be um, a pillar, as it were, Ooh. so that she can trust him. Are those are great pillars? So, so I love how you just gave. All of our male listeners and our female listeners right now, three very concrete things that that we're looking at, three qualities that uh, for them to embody. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we're throwing around you know masculine and feminine, but what does that mean? So I like that you're giving people here. This is what it is looks that, like. And the thing is, for men, what they don't realize, and men, listen up. This is easy. If you act, if you become present with a woman, she'll feel it, and if you stay present, she'll trust yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It isn't that hard. It's not like, and that's the thing is, you know, there's there's some unwritten rule about men have to go, you know, go go, um, you know, kill the beast and bring it back, or do these major challenges and quests to satisfy woman. Well, that can be fun to do in a relationship sometimes, in a more metaphorical sense. But mm-hmm. just at the beginning, if a man doesn't spend his time going, I'm talking to you, but oh, she's cute, and that one over there, and this over here, because we have this. If you ever saw the movie Up, the whole mm-hmm. the dog going squirrel, squirrel. That's what men tend to do. <laughs> we tend to do it with distraction by other women, to be honest. Women do it with shoes. Ah, <laughs> Sorry, I my back at you. Huh? <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. So, so it's that resonance for women. Is <laughs> <laughs> But when a man is able to stay present with the woman he's talking to and stay with her, mm-hmm. she can start to trust that. And, and if he does that naturally, yes. I wonder what that looks like. I, I wonder what that looks like for a man to be, what, is, what do they do to support us I guess this is part of some of the solutions now, and this is this, you know, the, the second question for us today to ask you is, how do we support our partner? So we'll get back to the the taking care of ourselves part too. So I guess we'll do it mm-hmm. in reverse order. But what does it look like 
for a man to create this big space? How does a man do that for a woman? And how does she know that a man is providing that? I mean, is it just an intuition? So like, that's a, a two part question. Yeah. Um, let's start with the simplest thing. What a man can do is keep his agreements. Like if he says he's going to show up at three o'clock, show up at three o'clock. If he is going to reach out, first of all, guys, phone call, don't text. Let's go beyond the old, the, the easy way with the lazy way with technology. Making that effort, which is not that much effort, will start to show her consistency because the biggest part is women don't trust men. It's the biggest issue. Sorry, my uh, my, my connection just went died on me. That's right. Um, yeah, keep going. My um, biggest advice has been when you are in integrity, which means keeping your agreements, doing what you say you're going to do, showing up, women can feel that. Because one thing is because it's rare enough that women go, this is unusual. But the other part is women, when they do find a man like, holding space for her, being present to her, which is which is not hard to do, it just takes presence, yeah. so, so it yeah. sounds. Because we, as men, also have our cell phones, distractions, everything else. You know, with my sake of couples when you go on dates, either leave the cell phones in the car or even face down, turned off. Do not have them at the table because so many couples I see in restaurants where they're both on their cell phones looking at their phones while they're having dinner. I want to go. I want to walk up and just like throw their phones across the restaurant and just like right. introduce them to each other. Like, hey, have you met so and so? And that's part of the process is to be present because we've been unfortunately uh, influenced by the way that technology is changing our society. Uh-huh. So for a lot of us, it's that rewind in a way back to like, oh, I'm with somebody. Let me be attentive to them. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing, the funny or surprising thing is, is men don't have to do lots of things for her. If he does, that may be a whole other conversation. But just by being present alone, being with her, so that she doesn't feel, so she feels his solidity that he's not going to disappear on her or flake on her or be pulled tra- sideways by something. Very if she feels that, yes. There's another one with that that the presence, and this is where I see a lot of women struggling too, is that it's presence and it's listening to attention to detail. So I'll give you one example. Um, ex-boyfriend of mine, I say, he says, can I help you with something? And I say, yeah, if, if you wouldn't mind loading the dishes, um, unloading the dishes and then loading the ones that are currently in the sink. In my mind, this is what I had said, but granted I was tired, maybe I mumbled it. And what had happened is I came back downstairs and the dishes were loaded on top of the clean dishes in the dishwasher. Oh. And I went, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm loading the dishwasher. And I said, but you didn't load the clean dishes first. And he goes, no, I thought, and I was like, wait, what happened in your mind? He said, I, I heard you say um, to, to load the dishes. That's all I heard. And, I, and, I, and I'll, I didn't know what you meant. And I said, well, then why didn't you just ask to clarify? Why didn't you just say, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Like, is this like the map directions thing? And for me, that pushes me so much farther away from wanting to jump his bones and, and wanting to get down on my knees and give him a juicy blowjob. Like, the, I'm just thinking, why can't you just listen and be present? It, being present to me means listening. And if you don't understand, yeah. then communicating that. And I'm speaking this because I know that this is just something chronically that's happening. Do you hear this, Kat, too, when you're doing your sex, couple sex therapy that, that, that there's a degree of not listening and not presence that's happening? I think that's a skill that needs to be learned. How do, wow. you, how do you actively listen to somebody? And what I Because, again... So, sorry. Oh, what I teach people is to be able to, when you hear them, 
reverberate what you're hearing word for word because that helps the other person see, oh, they see me, they hear me. Because how many times do we hear something, but then we change it in our own head, yes. and then we don't bring it up, so there's no connection that we don't get that yeah. they didn't pick up. So here's two things. Here's two things to remember as well. We men are simple, so give us, and also we're single focused. Our natural strength is being single focused. As one at present, it's amazing for women to feel that. It also means when you want to tell us something, don't do it during the football game, because we won't be watching you. We're watching the game, and we don't have the ability you do to multitask. Women and the feminine have an ability to do, um, as an Armstrong calls it, diffuse awareness. And it's the ability to see more than one thing at once and respond more to more than one thing at once. We as men have a hard time with that unless we're in our feminine, which isn't working. Right. So that's part of it. The other part is, um, it is so. It sounds like somehow we should be simple if we do this, but it actually is very simple and effective to do this. Like I said, if you ask me to say, "Can you take out the dishes and put the new ones in?" Said, "Just so I get it right and make sure I'm clear." You want to make sure the dishes in the dishwasher are clean and you want to get those out first before I put the other ones in. Mm-hmm. Then it's done because you understand both sides and you're both on the same page. So, but it does require that efforting to say, I think I can respond to you. On his end. And so th- this is what I, I had several conversations this weekend about other women who are dating men who they have tried to get them to simply just do what you two had just mentioned. Just simply repeat. So what I'm hearing you say is that you would like me to help you do this and this. And it's still an issue. Is that is that the laziness? Because I, I it's it, I could take this into the bedroom too. That a girl would say, okay, this is how I liked when you go down on me. This is how I like your tongue to move. This is how I like you, mm-hmm. you know, the angle. This is how I like to have my clit stimulated. And so he would then need to be listening to that. I don't know if necessarily he's smart, he would yeah. need to repeat that when his mouth and is that air in the area, but. Um, but it, it takes active listening in order to come together. So why is that also so hard for for males? I, I'm now I'm gender typing to repeat, or it could also be on a vice versa scale where the woman's not repeating. It's absolutely it's, yeah. it goes both ways. Both ways, yeah. Yeah, partly it's the distraction of this world. We I'll get back to the whole global sense of the world we live in. We live in a world so distracting. So it's we don't necessarily take things as important because there's so much stimuli coming in. We just take it all at the same level. And when we remember that our partner's more important than, than our work or than other things, then we can focus and say, this piece I need to remember, so make sure I get it, so that I can serve and appreciate you. This is the part that we've sort of forgotten or we've, we've given up on because we've been so overstimulated. And that's why I have this big um, push to say, like you were saying, about getting cell phones out of people's hands, especially in the bedroom and at dinner and places where there's intimacy, because technology does not provide intimacy. Right. And in the bedroom, intimacy is communication, it is honesty. And there's also another part of this, just in terms of egos for men, is that we men are on the assumption that we shouldn't need to be told anything, otherwise we look like fools. So we should know how to be in the bedroom. So if you tell us stuff, mm-hmm. we tend to tune it out because somehow we think that if you're telling us stuff, we must be simple, mm-hmm. which we are, but we don't want to ruin that. Mm-hmm. And so this is part of it's also protecting our egos by saying, it's okay, I know this stuff, I'll take care of it, even if we don't do the right thing. That's all in your book, too, Barry. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to refer people to your book, uh, which I have done to a lot of a lot of people since reading the parts of the book. And I have it in Kindle, otherwise I'd be holding it up. Um, we've got about five more minutes, so we want to say... <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Um, we, we've got to start closing up here. So um, yeah. the last things, do you think that we adequately covered enough of the collective and in order... I think we covered a lot of how to please the other person, um, and the collective would be better communication. Would you agree before I go to the self? Um, or is yes. there anything you'd like to say about the collective, what we can do to be, um, 
to be to contribute to one another for the collective in okay. between the sheets, in between for foreplay, etc. There's one thing I want to speak to collectively, which is the piece that has been on my mind a lot the last few weeks, which is I'm realizing more and more that the feminine is so underserved and underserving in the world. Women of the world um, have been suppressed for many generations. This is a this is more of a political statement down the road, not so for this talk, but there's a thing where I think women have yet to really express their feminine in their life, in their world, in their fluency, so they become more sexually attractive in the world by being themselves because they've been trained not to do that. And mm-hmm. that's the thing I think is is up for us next, is for women especially to be feminine leaders, feminine strength, feminine teachers, feminine guides in the world, in their lives. Not to teach other women, but to represent and to be role models. And that will change their bedroom experience as well as changing the planetary experience. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Wow, absolutely. It's a, and it's such a big statement, and it's and it's true. Um, so if if depending on who's listening to this and what kind, everybody's at different spots in their life, and I know a lot of people who are just they say they're too busy to even take care of themselves. You know, I'm too busy to take a bath. I'm too busy to get a massage. I'm too busy to X Y Z. Again, it comes yeah. to priorities. But if we want to connect better, have better sex, have juicier sex. Um, make more love, experience more love. We have to first start with taking care of ourselves, so that we're not yes. relying so heavily. Like, you need to take better care of me, filling up ourselves. Yeah, yeah. filling up ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can receive and be filled up. Ha. Yes. Um, and maybe sex won't be so painful. And that's like the parallel world that that we live in here is that you know mm-hmm. I work on women and helping them with their sex hormones so that they can receive better in a physical sense, and then Cat does that on the spiritual sense, and then so too do you. So. Um, what can we do for ourselves so that we can open ourselves up to receiving more? Well, one thing I'll say is, and there's one thing I teach in one of my programs with clients is, you've got to learn how to love yourself and be in the place of self-love because it's so much easier to give from your overflow than to give from your lack. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to start with yourself, the way you take care of yourself. And it's some, I mean, if you haven't got time to take care of yourselves, then why don't you just die tomorrow, to be blunt? <laughs> because we don't, I mean, it sounds like we think, because our bodies are not infinite. We don't go on perpetually without some guidance and self-care. We, the world does not provide the resources we need just to go out blindly and eat junk food and drink sodas all the time. It requires some consciousness and presence to take care of ourselves for our partners and for our kids and for our lives. So from a simple thing as taking five minutes in the morning to go for a conscious walk or to breathe or to meditate or to you know do, like you've got some of the practices I know, like drinking lemon water in the morning or these different practices, yeah. they don't require two hours of your time but they do require consciousness and presence. And through the day, getting up from your desk every hour, standing at your desk and working versus sitting down for 12 hours. Yeah. You can do things that are simple, that don't change your schedule, they just change the way you do things that become mm-hmm. self-care based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you provide a success story maybe of someone that you've worked with where a little bit of what you've talked about today um, from and, and coming at it from like maybe a nutritional slash spiritual uh, angle where you've seen a woman that is common today and how um, they have... Their, sh- their shifting of relationship and their sex lives has improved and then we'll close it off there. Well, actually I'm talking about a client that, that was dealing with some past relationship stuff where she was totally in the codependent model and she was trying to make them happy and never take care of herself and she's not in a relationship now but she's so much happier because mm-hmm. she's, no, she's now putting her energy here not out there mm-hmm. and so her ability to take care of herself by doing exercise, going to yoga to take care of herself, she's becoming more attractive too by the way Mm. because she's more in her body and more in her presence and yeah, yeah, ladies that's a tip and men too the more you take care of yourself the more attractive you become to the opposite sex yes a good thing? Mm-hmm. yes <laughs> so much and yes. That, I love the word that you just said being more in your body I teach people through yoga how to be more present within yourself because I feel 
a, you can pick up more sensations. You can, can pick up more voice, inner voices that are going on in yourself, that something's right, yeah. something's not right. I wanted to touch on one more thing that uh, you said this word that really just dinged in my head, but it Ding. was this, this word receive. And I think yeah. we've talked before in the past about this concept of giving and receiving. Can you say something along those? Okay. If you line up 15 people and you have them all give, who's receiving it? <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. So in partnership, if you're both giving, there's nobody to receive it. So you can be your best performer, best lover, but if your partner can't receive it, it's pointless and vice versa. So being receiving, especially for ladies, because the feminine is receptive, the masculine's more, um, what's we're looking for? Um, pushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be clean, well, to get that. Um, <laughs> penetrating, that's a better word, putting it sort of that way. So masculinity is more penetrating, the feminine is more receiving. Uh -huh. So the feminine, especially when out in the world and being dynamic and being masculine, isn't receiving. It's always pushing, pushing, pushing. So how the hell can she receive a partner in the bedroom? Uh, She's not able to energetically. Physically, maybe, but the energy's missing. This is a, a fun exercise for women, too, um, because I do this all the time. There's two different ways to receive a compliment, right? And so we can practice this in between. This is kind of like the foreplay, right? So practice it with your girlfriends. Kat, your hair looks gorgeous today. Uh, I haven't washed it in days. Uh, <laughs> this is the second way this is receiving, right? Kat, your hair looks gorgeous today. Thanks, honey. What'd you do? Um, You know, I, I've been washing it. I've been using this new herbal organic GMO-free thing that Diane gave me. <laughs> oh, that's super hot. So yeah. it's... There's truth in that, and, 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 and the mm -hmm. way she received the second time, did she look egotistical? I mean, I think that we no. feel as though receiving a compliment is us, you know, showing the world that we, yeah, I think I'm hot, but mm -hmm. it's like, if this is how you receive a compliment with your friends and anybody in your life, then that's probably mm -hmm. also how you're receiving, you know, a good lay when you're in the bedroom. It's like, God. Absolutely. So keep the lights on, compliment one another, and just own your... Own your prowess, no matter where you're at in your life. Not well, once I get to 20 pounds lighter, you're always gorgeous. And and even beyond that, when it comes to sex, it's how many people I'm seeing who are giving, 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 who are doing the action, and then when it comes to receiving the oral sex, they can't. Yes. Or their minds mm -hmm. are on this, I gotta, okay, I gotta give back, I gotta give him head back. And They're keeping not, score or something, which is... <laughs> yes, and they're not present again in their body. They're not present in their sensations. And then nobody wins. Mm. Because the people who want to give, they want you to enjoy. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> what? That's so masculine, too, is just for a woman to think she needs to give, 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 and not receive. That is masculine for a, that's a woman being masculine and not her in her feminine role so i think that's a great way right. to end today what do you think yeah because we question what does masculine look like what does feminine look like regardless if you're of a man or female this is where we're struggling with relationships today is that we're supposed to women as we're supposed to receive hey we have a hole for a reason and men are supposed to give in that regard they and, and hey if you're two guys then that's fine too there's a different kind of hole but, um, but I think it's just understanding what it is that we really, truly want. Women, if you want or beautiful toe-curling sex and orgasms, you got to receive, right? He has to be able to go down on you and beyond just vanilla because people get bored with that too. So, Kat, would you have any closing statements to say about that, you know, vanilla sex and, and, and keeping it variable? Uh, uh, keeping things, you mean like... Uh, Exciting? 
Yeah, but there's a word. Novelty. Yes. Novelty. So using novelty, keeping things light, keeping things stimulated, because our brain and our body are constantly looking for things to stimulate it. So oftentimes when we're we're engaging in the same activities over and over again, we don't produce the same amount of dopamine in the brain or adrenaline that we would bring in in novelty. Yes. Novelty. New sex toy, new sex position, new words, whatever it is. Be mm-hmm. courageous enough to get outside of your box, pun intended. So, <laughs> Barry, thank you again. If, if you could say one statement and 10 seconds that you would provide to someone as a closing final <gasps> statement, what would you say that would empower people to take better care of themselves and their relationships and serve one another better? Um, love yourself enough to be loved. Love yourself enough to give, and love yourself enough to be fulfilled. I like that. Those words are orgasm to the ears. <laughs> Thank you, Barry, for being who You're you welcome. are. Thank you so much for spreading love all around the world to women, to men, and just to help us connect better to ourselves and others. You are amazing. Thank you, as you are, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Barry. Thank you. I wish I wish I could date like a million berries. I if, love him. He's so sweet. What if there was like, what if all men were berries? I don't know though, because I like the diversity. <laughs> I know. I agree. I, I, I know. I agree. So, so what, let's talk about our takeaways. What was your first main key takeaway from that? Mm. I think in the way that he was describing how we, you know, it's okay for women to be masculine or to be more in this um, role for work because that's the society we've created Uh, being more competitive kind of thing but then at home shifting back into your feminine and coming back into the receiving receiving piece instead of taking what you have that role of you at work back home yeah it's like taking shame out of the game like if if it's work then it's okay to be in that role but 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 knowing how to shift the mask into your feminine when you when you're home and really really challenging yourself what what where which role am i in am i masculine or feminine right now and and feeling like the vulnerability to even ask that to your partner so i i I took a couple takeaways from that too is that it's okay to check in it's okay Mm -hmm. to ask and it's okay like kat and i had a conversation before we just started this and um and she had mentioned something that made me go oh wait a second i'm more in my masculine Mm -hmm. I, i was more in my masculine uh in parts of that interview which okay cool and it's like a little, I, I even expressed to her that, oh, that felt like a little bit of shame. Um, that I, And she's like, what was your response to that? Um, I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with it. You're taking feedback and you're listening and it's, and you're excited. You're so excited yeah. to be there. So of yeah. course, and you're used to being in this space of, of taking care of yourself and doing it for yourself. And, and so to shift and, and bring another person to the dynamic is just different. Yeah. So have it's a girlfriend to, you know, be brutally honest with you about stuff like that. Have, have somebody, whether it's a partner or whether it's your friends that you trust, be a mirror for you. Hey, this is, this is, this is how I'm being affected or this is coming up for me when, when, you, when you respond this way. And understand this is not personal. This yes. is not, you know, about you value as a person. It's... Oh, here's a way that I can grow. Here's a way that I can um, be inclusive or receive or give or it, not your humanness. Yes. And it's awareness is step one. 
Awareness is totally step one, but you can't be aware if you're not willing to receive. Mm-hmm. And the receive was another, the second one that I, that yes. was huge on me because it's, you know, in the society, how many, how much it's prized to give. And we put that on a pedestal and we're like, give, 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 give everything. But then what if none of us are there to receive it? Mm-hmm. Don't do shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's being able to say, oh, yes, I can receive your help. Yes, I can receive a uh, oral sex from you. Yes, I can receive a massage from my partner or from, you know, uh, partner. What's up? <laughs> yes, I can receive your beautiful dick. I mean, how many of us need lube anymore because we're it, we're so dry? Are we dry because our mental, you know, our, our, our masculine is still turned on and we, you know, it takes estrogen to create the, our juices. So we need some of that, you know, the estrogen is the feminine. That is the feminine role. So it, it's a physical thing and it's an emo- a spiritual and emotional thing. So I think those are two key takeaways. And then, and then looking into, you know, Barry's book and, and a lot of the thoughts that he had about how to step into your feminine. Mm-hmm. What are things that you do to step into your feminine, Kat? Um, I dance. Every, yes. Everywhere I go. In fact, my last partner commented at that. He was like, <laughs> We're standing in line, and you're in line, and you're like, and I'm just dancing, Whoa. you know, and, and they're in their Whoa. head, and they're like, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this, all before 6.30, and I'm just like, da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, she was flowing, and just like Barry said, it's, you know, that's what feminine is, is, is being in your flow, so not feeling like so, you know, rigid, you know, a song comes on, you're like, no, I can't possibly dance or be seen, no, I can't possibly sing, no, I can't possibly, because I'm embarrassed, it's like, that's what attracts men to us is just being flowy and feminine like that. So, and yeah, for me, I think it's dancing too. It's dancing and yoga and just, you know, being confident and, and being okay with being seen, mm-hmm. having the courage to be seen. Mm-hmm. So closing thoughts, Kat. Be more receptive. Let people do the, be there for you. Let people do things for you. You do deserve the sex life that you desire. Yes. But you have to ask for it. And you have to allow it. And girlfriends, we get you that you can do it all by yourself. We get you're independent and you're proud of that. But give your man or your significant other, whomever the role that is, give him things to do so he can feel that he is giving. And then make sure that you're receiving it. And if he doesn't do it the way that you want him to or the most efficient way, just know that he's doing it. And that's really all that matters. Mm -hmm. That is my own advice to myself, too, (laughs) primarily. So thanks, you guys, for listening. Um, we love you guys, and we really hope that you have the most amazing sex life after this, be honest. And we want to hear from you, so please make sure to um, share with your friends if this is a powerful journey for you and if something really struck you because we want you guys to get struck in the best of juiciest ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye, loves. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out catmeyer.com or diankazer.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.